Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey everyone, I'm Chris Eliza from The Point, in for David Chalian today. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, September 26th. Wednesday is likely to be the January 6th House Select Committee's final public hearing before it releases its report. So what does it have in store? Throughout the committee's summer hearings, they presented a devastating case that former President Donald Trump pursued multiple avenues to try to overturn the 2020 presidential election, even after people close to him told him he lost. We don't know much about what this week's hearing will reveal because panel members are keeping things under wraps. But here's what committee member Adam Schiff told CNN over the weekend about it. I think it'll be potentially more sweeping than some of the other hearings. But it, too, will be, you know, very thematic. Uh, It will tell a story about a key element of Donald Trump's uh, plot to overturn the election. Last week, the chairman of the committee, Democratic Congressman Benny Thompson, said there's significant witness testimony that the committee hasn't used yet and called this hearing an opportunity to get it in front of the American people. Committee member Zoe Lofgren discussed the committee's choice to air this hearing at 1 p.m. rather than in primetime. It's true. It's not in primetime. I would note, however, that in the past... Uh, Fox News does play our hearings if the hearing is in the daytime, so that's a factor. But there's one thing we do know. We probably won't be hearing from Wisconsin House Speaker Robin Voss. The committee subpoenaed Voss over the weekend and demanded he testify this morning. That prompted Voss to file an emergency lawsuit where he asked a federal judge in Wisconsin to block the subpoena. That's all according to federal court records. Voss says the committee wants to question him about a conversation he had with Trump back in July, after the state courts blocked the use of some absentee ballot drop boxes and Trump requested Speaker Voss take future actions. After his attorney spoke with the panel, Voss did not end up appearing before the committee today. But committee member Lofgren told CNN over the weekend that they would be meeting with Jenny Thomas soon, that's Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife. Lofgren said the meeting was voluntary and that the committee is hoping to learn more about her involvement in January 6th. As for the former president, Trump himself, and the former vice president, Mike Pence, Lofgren said it's not likely the committee will be meeting with them. Meanwhile, new CNN reporting provides more insight into the communication between Donald Trump's White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and key players who attempted to overturn the 2020 election. And I say more insight because you may remember back in the spring when Meadows turned over more than 2,000 texts to the committee. Those texts painted a very telling picture of how Trump's inner circle and Republican lawmakers worked behind the scenes to try to overturn the election, plus how they reacted to the insurrection on January the 6th. They also showed how Meadows was involved in all of it. These new texts reveal messages between Meadows and Phil Waldron, a retired Army colonel with ties to Trump's circle. Text messages in December 2020 show that Waldron briefed Meadows about his efforts to get voting machines in key swing states as part of his attempts to find evidence for Trump's baseless claims of voter fraud. The text shed new light on how Waldron's reach extended into the highest levels of the White House and how Meadows was kept up to date on all of these election fraud schemes. All of this comes as multiple criminal investigations into similar efforts to obtain voting machines are playing out at the state and federal level. Some of the people who are targeted in those investigations are known associates of Phil Waldron. So even though there's no direct line as of now, there is some overlap. And another interesting new development, a mysterious phone call. At 4.34 p.m. on January 6, 2021, a phone registered to a Capitol rioter received a phone call from the White House landline. The Capitol rioter is a 26-year-old Trump supporter from Brooklyn, New York. The call only lasted nine seconds. 
Who placed the call and why it was placed remains a mystery, but here's why it's notable. It was the only known call made from the White House to the phone of a rioter during this critical time period. The call was first disclosed by Denver Riggleman, a former congressman, in an interview with CBS's 60 Minutes. A real aha moment when you see that the White House switchboard had connected to a rioter's phone while it's happening. CNN's reporting shows the call was from a landline, not a switchboard. Riggleman is a former Republican congressman from Virginia who left his job working as a technical advisor for the January 6th committee in April. He's releasing a book this week where he's promising to reveal, quote, shocking details about the Trump White House's link to militant extremist groups. Committee members have downplayed Riggleman's comments and said he doesn't know a lot about what happened after he left the committee in April. Here was Lofgren on the matter. We follow up on everything. And, uh, you know, I don't know what Mr. Riggleman is doing, really. So it's unclear if anything will come of that on Wednesday, but it will be interesting to see what the committee has saved up for its last public hearing. I should also note that the vice chair of the committee, Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, made some interesting comments ahead of the hearing as well. Over the weekend, Cheney sat down with the Texas Tribune and talked about the danger of another Trump presidency. I think that Donald Trump is he's the only president in American history who refused to guarantee a peaceful transition of power. I'm going to make sure Donald Trump, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he's not the nominee. And if he is the nominee, I won't be a Republican. Cheney, along with the only other Republican representative on the committee, Adam Kinzinger, will not be returning to Congress next year. She lost her battle for re-election in an August primary. It's still unclear if the panel will make a criminal referral after it concludes its hearings and releases its report. Committee member Adam Schiff told CNN that if the panel does make a criminal referral, it should be a unanimous decision. Regardless, the committee is now up against the election clock. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.